0: Hello, my chickies. Welcome back to the She Did Podcast. I'm sorry there was a couple week hiatus. I thought I was ready to come back full swing. I lied to myself, okay? Life has been life. (laughs) But we are truly, truly back. I mean it with every ounce of my being. Monday mornings, you will find a new podcast episode for the foreseeable future. If you have anybody that you really want to see me interview on the podcast, please let me know. I'm really excited for this podcast because I have one of my longest um entrepreneur friends. We actually connected back in 2018 when we were both just like influencers, like little baby mini influencers. Um and we both basically started our businesses around the same time. We've really been on this journey together. She was one of my first podcast guests when I first launched the podcast in 2019. Um, and it was just like time to have her come back. And, you know, after you listen to this episode, I would encourage you to go back and find her original episode because it's it's really fun to see the difference because we've both grown so much and have come so far. Um, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this conversation that we had and to, um, just hear it all and basically what you're going to learn in this week's episode is you know what has shifted in 2022 what we've seen shift um some brutal honesty about what we've been through in the past year um and just some other juicy stuff like that's really like this episode is just like really unique and let's just look at it as like a full-on episode of like how to step into that CEO you um And I'm really just like unbelievably excited for you guys to tune into it. I do just want to let you guys know before we dive in that I do currently have one one one-on-one coaching spot available. Um, All of the details will be in the show notes on how to reach out to me if you are interested. I don't currently have an application. Um, It's more of like a let's chat and see if it's the right fit kind of thing. Um, So... Let's go with it. You know, we're having some fun. So if you're interested in learning more about one-on-one, there will be deets in the show notes, but you can also head over to my Instagram and chat with me over there. Um, But let's dive into this week's episode. I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be really awesome and really valuable for you all. Welcome to the If She Did It podcast with your host, business coach, and business bestie, Becky Fagan. This is your one-stop shop for all things business growth, energetic alignment, strategy, mindset, and a fun touch of spirituality. Nothing is off-limits here, and you're bound to leave every single episode inspired, excited, and ready to take massive action in your business. This podcast was created to help create more badass female CEOs and help you see that business gets to be simple, strategic, and fun. Now, let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Laura, or welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Gorge. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, you guys that are listening, if you go all the way back in the podcast archives, you will find an episode with Laura from like 2019. She was one of my first guests. Um, you should definitely go listen to that after you listen to this and you'll see the growth. It's great. Um, but anyway, Laura, go ahead and introduce yourself, share your story. A lot has changed in the past couple of years and we'll go from there. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, you guys <laughs> listen to that first episode episode. Yeah, I'm just a chicken nugget back then. So yeah, my name is Laura. I am a business coach who is thriving without a niche. I love to do all the things. I'm super into human design, gene keys. I love business strategy. I love, I especially love helping my clients up level their personal brands through their messaging, their audience growth, getting on platforms other than Instagram. And I'm my like main movement and mission is to help you romanticize your life and be really present in the small moments as you grow your business. I live in Bali, so I'm very much into like rituals, routines. Uh, and yeah, I'm actually here in Australia. A uh, little backstory to me. I was actually a pediatric oncology and bone marrow transplant nurse for four years. And then I got fired back in 2018. I moved to Bali in 2019, gave myself six months to figure out the online business thing. And yeah, here we are Is that four years later, four years. I've been a business coach now for four years. That's a little back end on back end on me. Isn't that crazy? Four years. That's insane.
0: Um, You guys, before we dive into the meat of this episode, I just have to say this, like looking back at like the four years. So before Laura like officially started her business, she was doing like Instagram growth and like um, she like grew her account like really large and like I hadn't officially started my business yet but I was being like kind of being like a content creator trying to be an influencer and I like found Laura and was like we were talking about like trading programs so that I can like get her help and like learn how to grow my business, like learn how to grow my audience on Instagram. Like Laura's like bread and butter back in the day was like how to grow an Instagram audience. And now she's like a full blown, like amazing, amazing business coach. And it's just been like, it's so funny because like, oddly enough, we've been on this journey, like not always like hand in hand, but we've been on this journey, like together you know since like the beginning like it's so crazy that that happened like that
1: yeah I remember we, we literally were like let's let's help each other out yeah I was actually an influencer a tech, like baby micro influencer before getting into business coaching because yeah I actually the first thing I ever made money on was a 297 dollar course to teach influencers how to hack the algorithm and get free and paid brand and hotel collaborations so yeah.
0: So much growth. It's so funny to like look back and see that. Okay. Anyway, let's get into this episode. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, I, I want to let you kind of take the reins and share this. I don't want to like share your story for you, but I know that this year has been a big, there's been like a lot of pivots in your business. It's been a lot a lot of shifts and like really stepping into that role of CEO. So I think that like a good place to start is just kind of like to share maybe like the overarching like story of like what's been 2022 for Laura, because I think that when people hear it, they're going to be like, Oh my God, like it's not always just about like reaching your next money goal or something
1: like that. Like I had no idea. So let's start Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. So 2022, uh, was a year of creativity, I will say. So 2020 and 2021, I pretty much had the same two offers that I was selling on repeat to kind of build my credibility, build my authority. So I had a three month mastermind. I had one-on-one mentorship. And in those two years, I was able to have almost a multi six figure year. This year, I really kind of, I feel like it was kind of a trend to create a lot of offers. I saw a lot of the mentors I was working with creating offers, selling different offers every single month. And I was like, hmm, this sounds really fun. You know, I really want to activate my creativity. Like I mentioned before, I don't have a niche. I'm a manifester in human design. So if you're familiar with human design, maybe you're even a manifesting generator. We typically tend to master one thing and then move on to the next. And so for me personally, my favorite things to teach on are I have an NLP certification? I love helping my clients with mindset and manifestation. I also am just really into feminine energetics and magnetism. And like I love helping women, you know, slow down, get into their feminine. It's, it's how I attracted my current partner. And then I also just freaking love to strategize, like come onto an intensive with me and let's freaking map out a three-month plan. Plan out a launch, plan all your messaging, your content, your personal branding blow your shit up online visibility like I love business strategy and then I also love human design and gene keys like I love esoteric shit as well so it's like I have all these things and so I wanted to create an offer suite and really tap into my creativity so this year I had my mastermind still running in the background uh but I pretty much launched five brand new Offers this year. Uh, so it was a lot of efforting on my part because, yeah, human design, I'm a manifester. I have a completely open, sacral, not that much energy. So it was a lot of, you know, creating the offer, making the branding look freaking amazing, having like a launch event before the offer, delivering on the offer, making sure everyone was getting a, a, a transformation, you know, the marketing, the messaging, all the things. And then, okay, rinse and repeat, let's create a brand new offer. So now it's we're in, almost in December this girl is freaking tired. And looking back on the year, I also launched a podcast, by the way. So this was a year where I really was like, you know, I'm tired of just watching everyone create all these offers and like really self express and put their work out there. And all the while I just my in the background, I never really felt like what I had to share was good enough or like I'm not good enough. And so this was a year where I really just stepped into my leadership and my power and I put myself out there. Now, looking back on the year, in terms of money, I actually made less money this year than I did the other two years, I think, by the end of the month, I should still have a six figure year. Um, So reflecting back on the year, I was thinking that having a really awesome offer suite would have made me more money. Um, But in reality, what I wasn't focusing on, which is my bread and butter, which is the thing I love to sell the most was the mastermind. So it's like, I put all of my effort into creating all these different offers, but what do I want the most? I want people in my Ascension mastermind. That's like my favorite offer ever. So it's like, I kind of put that on the background, on the back burner. And like, I didn't talk about it that much. And then I was so full force, forced on all these different offers. So uh, from watching my mentor, um, my mentor, is Shoshana Raven, how she launches her mastermind. She has like her mastermind completely full with like 30 women in it she launches her mastermind off of the back end of her group programs. So she would do like a program about money and then everyone be like, oh my God, I wanna join the mastermind from this program. And so that was kind of the mindset I had this year where I was thinking, okay, in order to fill the mastermind, I have to launch an offer before that. And then people from that offer will then go into the mastermind, which actually didn't happen for me. So I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. Um, And I don't know what your experience is with launching masterminds um, and like what's worked really well for you in terms of launching masterminds. But what I've learned is like your mastermind is its own thing. And it's there, there's a specific ideal client that will fit into a mastermind. And just because they joined the group program before the mastermind doesn't necessarily mean they're a perfect fit and that's what they, they need the mastermind. So I'm kind of switching gears in 2023 and like, freaking we're going full force on the mastermind like the main way to work with Laura niece in 2023 is going to be the damn mastermind and then all these offers i'm just going to rinse and repeat them all obviously like refine and tweak um but i'm interested to see what happens when i just make the mastermind in 2023 the main freaking event so that's kind of lessons learned from this year compared to the other years um would love to hear your reflections becky and like what you have to say about offer suites and masterminds and things like that. I love like everything you shared and I love
0: how um and we'll talk about this next but I know that you've been saying like you've been getting more vulnerable in your content and I feel like sharing this topic is pretty vulnerable because So often, I mean, most entrepreneurs are chasing money, right? They're chasing like more money, more money, give me more money. Like, yes, they want the freedom too, but like it often comes back to the money and you're sitting here on my podcast and I know you've shared it on your Instagram as well and like your socials, but like you're sitting on my, here on my podcast being like, actually this year was nothing compared to the last two years. But the thing is I've been in the same exact experience, my reason and my journey, very different reasons but same experience. Um, And I mean, part of it is similar in the sense that I like got rid of like burned to the ground, my bread and butter offer. But at the same time, I burned it to the ground because it didn't serve me anymore, at least not in the way that it used to. So it's not like I'm ever bringing that back in the same way, but Mm -hmm. I had to find a new bread and butter, right? But like Mm -hmm. the thing that you said about the mastermind and how, you know, it's not like that for every coach. Not every coach is going to be able to, bring people into a program and then funnel them into another program and then funnel them into another program. And it's so true. And I think that so many people strive to be that. And it's like, why am I not that person? Why am I not that person? Why can't I get to be that person that's funneling clients and funneling clients? And I've definitely felt that way, but in the same breath, I also feel like, why should I be expecting like, yes, I'm going to have repeat clients that stay with me, but to expect for every client to repeat and repeat and repeat, like that's a very high expectation. And in most scenarios, like I in reality, actually, like, I don't know that I would even actually want that. Right. Because I want, like I I've worked and I know you have too with multiple different coaches over the past four years of my business. And I'm so grateful for that because from that experience, I've learned what I want from a coach. I've learned what I don't want from a coach. I've learned how I want to be a coach. I learned how I don't want to be a coach. Like, and I've just learned so many different perspectives. So I like, yeah, does it hurt a little bit when the client's like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to work with you anymore. Like I want to hire somebody else. Yeah. Like maybe a little sting to the ego, but like, it doesn't mean that they don't, didn't enjoy working with you. And like, that's great that they want to learn from somebody else. You know what I mean? Like I would never Mm want to let them make them think that they can't leave me or something like that. Like this isn't some toxic relationship or anything. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back to the point, like a mastermind can totally be its own thing. And like right now, so my main program right now is called shamelessly rich. And it definitely is like a mastermind for sure. It's like, I want my clients to be supporting each other just as much as I'm in there supporting them. Um, I feel like people often look at a mastermind and expect it to have a really high price tag. Like a mastermind is like high level, high price tag. And for this program, actually the I'm running the first round as we're recording this. And, um, I decided to be like chaotic. <laughs> I don't know that chaotic's the right word, but like crazy and charge half of what I want to charge for it. Just because for me this year was super slow, difficult, did a little flat line for a little bit with sales in my business. Um, And I was like, I just want to work with people. I just want to work with a bunch of clients and help them. And I would rather sell it at half the price and get them amazing results and have an amazing round and then have an amazing next round and feel 10 times better charging the full price for it than to charge full price. And like, not feel confident. But anyway, I sold that off of nothing. Like I did end up launching, I did end up running a masterclass leading into it. Um, and I got like two clients from it, but you know, that wasn't the only thing. Anyway, I'm like talking so much. This is like an interview episode and I'm like going on this like rant, but like, I agree with you. (laughs) That's the, that's the point of this whole rant. I agree with you that a mastermind doesn't have to like, you don't have to rely on a bunch of programs to sell your mastermind for it to be successful. That was the whole point of what I just said.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, and I think a lot of times we, when something doesn't go right and we launch an offer, we don't get the amount of women we desired in or a client doesn't resign or just like anything happens. Um, instead of like getting so down on ourselves, we need to, like we're entrepreneurs. We're here to problem solve. Uh, something that I've recently been like really, like just a, more aware of in my business is whenever somebody joins a program of mine, or whenever someone like signs into coaching or whatever, I'm just like, how did you find me? Was it a, a specific piece of content that really stood out for you that you were like, ooh, that's me? Was were you in a previous program? Was it an email? Like, fi- was it the podcast? Like figuring out what is really, really working for you and then doubling down on that. And I think a lot of us don't We're we're not really aware or even like if you're on a client call, for example, for example, at the end of the client call, just like what was most supportive for you? Like what was your biggest takeaway or the thing that you were just like, wow, I'm going to run with this. I'm so happy we discussed this and having more of this open mind where, yeah, you're available for problem solving and figuring out what's working and not working instead of getting extremely emotional and feeling like things are working and feeling like you're failing because in that mindset, you may spiral, which is what happened to me. in definitely in 2021, I kept feeling like I was struggling, I was struggling, I was struggling. And then my reality started to reflect that. And so this year, my biggest mantra of the year was I'm thriving, I'm thriving, everything is working, I'm thriving. And I had this cute little evidence list. And every time something happened, where it was like, Yeah, of course, I'm thriving, everything's working, I would add it to the list. And I had this list on my refrigerator and it kept building and building and building. And it was proving to my subconscious mind that, yeah, I was thriving and everything was working. And it was absolutely amazing.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that like with what you were just saying about like not getting upset with ourselves, not like getting mopey, not letting it destroy us and actually being like entrepreneurial and like noticing what's working and what's not working. That's such an important point because I do remember like back, I don't know, maybe like one, two years ago and even before that as well, there was like this whole thing and I subscribe to it too, because a lot of the things that we subscribe to, it's like things are being told to us. So we follow that, whatever, um, was this idea of like, if you have like, you know, best, you know what your client needs and you don't necessarily have to do market research and you don't need to pay attention because like, you know what your client needs. And if you just like, say the thing, like, you're going to make the sale or like whatever it is. And then whenever like the thing isn't working, it was always like, well, just keep saying the thing. And eventually it's going to work. Just keep saying the thing, say, keep saying the thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, what if instead of keep saying the thing, we try it for like a week, maybe two weeks. And if it's not landing, maybe that's a sign that we have to change the thing we're saying. And we're not selling the program the way we should be selling it to land with our mm-hmm. client. Or maybe even we were wrong. And thinking that our dream client needed this program right now and we need to actually tweak mm-hmm. the program, like there is yeah. nothing wrong with making tweaks and making pivots. Um, and I think sometimes we have to recognize that the thing that we really want to sell right now might not be the thing that our people actually even need right now.
1: Exactly. And I think as just very conscious entrepreneurs, our first instinct is to think it's something wrong with our mindset. We're like, oh, it's our mindset, the mindset. I'm thinking all the negative thoughts ah, that's why it's not working. When there, yeah, like you said, there could be so many things. Like it could not be what the client wants. You could just be like selling to an audience that you've been selling to all the time and you need to bring some new people into your world and like start building your audience, maybe getting visible on other platforms. It could be the messaging. You know, it, it could just be that you're not even really like embodied in the work and you're about to teach a program that you're not even like doing the, the work. Like it could be so many things. So yeah, it's just having like this CEO hat on all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love that you're saying that. So, okay, this is something, this is not something we said we were going to talk about, but we talked about, we touched on it a little bit before we started recording. And I feel like we're kind of in this world, this realm right now of like talking about actually taking more action and being more, like you said, putting that CEO hat on and almost being an investigator. So I want to kind of like, touch on that and that approach to coaching because we were talking about how like there's almost like two different kinds of coaches at least that we're aware of it's like the coach that like solely talks about like or primarily talks about your energy and like primarily focuses on like um I don't know like channeling messages and like is just kind of like gets on a call it's like okay what do you want to talk about today and then there's the coach that does like maybe some of that but also is like let's fucking get to work. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and not shading one or the other, but just like, I think it's interesting because I think that when it comes to the, let's get to work coaches, people don't necessarily even realize that that's really happening. And there are people doing mm-hmm. that, which has been surprising to me. So I want to mm-hmm. kind of like touch on that. Like, what does, um, what does that kind of look like when, you, cause like, it's one thing to say, I do that for myself, but it's another thing to say, this is how you actually show a client how to do those things is this question making sense like I just kind yeah of yeah
1: yeah I think there's a benefit to working with somebody who is very multi-talented so it's like you can hire someone for energetics but I personally like working with someone who is kind of like not a jack of all trades but I can go on a call like for me me for example not to like to my own horn but it's like <laughs> you can come on a call with me and it's like maybe some someday like because we're, we're very um like as, as humans we're very multi-dimensional and we need a lot of different things so sometimes you know your mindset can be really in the shits because maybe you just went through a heartbreak or your launch failed or you're feeling really down on yourself so it's like come on the call let's do some NLP let's do some EFT tapping let's do a hypnosis and that will super serve you and then the next time it's like okay now I really want to get to work like let's strategize let's plan a launch like What's a content plan that I can do that like feels really structured, but also still gives me room to play in my feminine, like, let's map out, yeah, like, a, like a free event, let's, let's strategize like sometimes you need that other times you're like, you know, I want to talk manifestation. So it's like, I think what I'm trying to get at is it's okay to be multi dimensional multifaceted and be like, yeah, thriving without having a niche and these are the types of women that I love to work with and this is kind of how I portray myself online as you know someone who is multifaceted and can help you with many different things because yeah sometimes when I work with coaches who are all energetics it's like great like I feel like my energetics are great but like tell me what the fuck to do like I I sometimes I just want to know I'm like what the fuck do you should I do and I personally I'm a business coach and I'm really good at helping my clients plan out their businesses but when it comes to me organizing my own business it's like a hot mess like I love working with coaches who are very strategic and can help me because that's like my weak sauce it's like I can't see into my I'm also aligned to in human design so it's like the easy breezy genius so it's like I'm really natural at things, but sometimes I can't see what's going on myself. Mm-hmm. I need someone to reflect it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but yeah, that was just like, yeah.
0: Completely agree. I can help. I can find the blind spots in my clients' businesses like, like it's cake, like so easy. When it comes to myself, I'm like, what's wrong? I don't understand. Why is nothing like what's happening? Tell me what to do. Somebody like, I don't, I can't do it myself. Like, you know, I can't if I have to, but like, I prefer not to. Um, And it definitely is, I think in, for most people, it's hard to see, where you're falling flat yourself, but it's easy to identify when that's what you do. It's easy to identify where your clients are falling flat. I mean, I sometimes, and I I sometimes like send messages to my coach about it. Cause I'm like, oh my God, it's making me crazy. I can like go look at somebody's page on Instagram. Let's say that I'm like, oh, there's something about them, like their vibe. Like I, if they wanted my help, I would love to be their coach. And I'll be like, I can see five things right now that if they changed them, everything would change for them. And I don't even know anything about them yet. And I can already tell. And it's like, or like, you know, not that I don't know anything about them, but like, I don't know that much. I don't know them personally, but I could already tell. And it's just like, that's Mm -hmm. the way my brain works. And I just want to like, get in there and do the work with them and be like, okay, what can we focus on? What are we going to like, what's the goal? Okay. Let's find all the steps to make it happen. And Mm -hmm. to me, that shouldn't be that unique in in the coaching space. Like that should be the norm, but it's Mm -hmm. honestly not. And so I think talking to you before the, before we started recording and hearing you kind of say the same thing to me, I'm like, why are there not more of us doing that? Like there have been out of the coaches I've worked with and I, I, I don't hold anything against any coach I've worked with. And I've loved the majority of them, but only a handful mm-hmm. of them have actually been able to tell me what I need to do rather mm-hmm. than just take a breath and like manifest and it's going to be okay. And I love all of that, but I like being told like, okay, these are the action steps we can take to maybe see a shift as well. You know, it's like, exactly.
1: You need both. Exactly. The balance. I think we need, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely the mindset, your embodiment, what are you doing in your day-to-day life? And then the strategy, like, I think the strategy is really important. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: so okay one last thing I want to touch on is um we're we're shifting gears a bit but speaking to like the ways that you've shifted in like messaging and stuff because I think there's a lot like I know my messaging has shifted immensely this year and I think there's a big or I know there's like a big shift with that and I know that it's just going to keep coming um because people are bored of like educational content and what's Mm -hmm. the difference between a growth versus fixed mindset like we all know at this Mm -hmm. point um Mm -hmm. and so yeah I just want to kind of hear from you what you've Mm -hmm. seen be more impactful this year and kind of the shifts you've made
1: yeah so because I had an offer suite this year and I was talking about a lot of things sometimes I felt confused about what to post online, because I was like, I don't know how to organize my thoughts. Like some days I want to talk about manifestation. Some days I want to talk about like launching, like I'm, how do I do this? So what helped me first to get clear is to figure out what made me unique and stand out apart from other business coaches. And that took me a bit of time to figure out I kind of played with my gene keys as well, especially my brand gene key, which is the the gift is delight, which is all about Being a master of living life well, being in the present moment, like synchronicity, bliss, happiness, like drinking wine. It was just very like, mm. so, like, okay, what is my movement? What is my mission? And then we'll go from there. So, I kind of started talking a lot about romanticizing your life a lot lately. Um, because I live in Bali, I also come to Australia. I love to have a good time. Like I love going out. I party on the weekends. Like I'm, I'm not someone who's just always 12-hour days working on my business. Like my lifestyle very much fits my business. And so, yeah, getting clear on kind of how I could be unique and stand out, and then speaking a lot to that. So you know, I'm for the women who are very ambitious because I'm. I am ambitious I love working on my business like I love stress I just I, I love it like and I think that's really important too if you're trying to grow a personal brand online is a lot there's a lot of coaches who just like the coaching aspect but they don't necessarily love the business part of it and you you do have to love the business part of it like and I love it so yeah like figuring out what sets me apart so romanticizing the life being in the present moment you know Smelling candles, uh, buying flowers, like like long showers, like like cooking dinner. Like I really just emphasize that beauty part of my life. And I think that will attract a certain person who's kind of similar to me in that she's very ambitious, but also you aren't into hustle mentality and burnout and like trying to like make these insane money goals and like feel like shit about yourself. So coming up with your movement, your mission, your vision. So I started talking about that more in my messaging and my content, and that attracted more of my ideal client in that sense. The other thing I did in the past was I would post a lot of lifestyle content. It was really easy for me to do because I was always living in Bali. That was the majority of my content. But I found that my sales slowed a lot this year. So when I reflected back to like content that I had done the previous year, I was doing more I wouldn't say it's like educational content because I was never like, you know, three tips to sell out your launch. But I started posting more content that was just sharing my experience and sharing lessons that I learned, which is educational content. So for example, a piece of content I did that was just like a text carousel was something like how I enrolled 43 women into my container within 48 hours. And it was just educational carousel slide exactly how I did it. Um, or make this one shift to your messaging and sign dream your client. So I started doing educational content, but it was more like, from my own experience, it wasn't just like three tips or like any of that stuff. So I started adding more of that in um, started talking about the mission more. I also got more vulnerable. And I started talking about what I was struggling with in the moment, versus just, you know, what I struggled with last year. And here I am like just being more of a human Mm -hmm. I think I feel like and I actually kind of have sort of this limiting belief I don't know maybe you guys can relate but it's like lately I feel like the only way to sign clients is to like brag about how much money you're making so it's like it just seems like when someone hits like a 100k month or a 50k month or a million dollar business it's like the all their marketing is just like I had the three and a half million dollar business. I have the hundred K business. And then everyone wants to know how to do that. So it was like, instead of my approach being like, I want to just always be talking about the money. I started talking more about like what I'm working through and what I'm struggling with in the moment now. Mm -hmm. And it got so many saves, so many shares, uh, Like swipe, one of my posts was like swipe to read about my income and business journey as an entrepreneur over the past five years. And it was a very vulnerable share. And so I feel like, yeah, I've just been more vulnerable, more open, more express. Like I finally launched the podcast and my podcast has been all solo episodes, but it's just been about like what I'm moving through and what I'm working on and like my process for things where before I felt like like what like what I had to say wasn't good enough like, mm-hmm. and now it's just like I'm tr- I started trusting myself this more this the, trusting myself more this year honestly is yeah kind of that it's expressed more
0: yeah I will say just like listening to you talk this episode like even from last year like you are just yeah you're so much more expressed and like confident and more like, just saying what's on your mind. um. So mm-hmm. reflecting that back to you for everyone to hear, but I've definitely, I definitely see, like, I see it. Like, it's not just like you saying, like, I think like, this is what I've done, but like, it's so visible to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. So I think that that's super awesome to full- be able to fully embody all that growth. Cause that's huge. Yeah.
1: And for anyone listening, I, I feel like we do tend to get in comparison of what other people are talking about but like people want to know you they want to know like what's your process what's your plan for December what are you working on like what's your word of the month what's your intention like what's your morning routine what are like people want to know you they Mm -hmm. don't want to know like the best plan or like 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 you don't have to invest in all of these like high-end mentors to learn what they're doing and then mimic them like really think about it and like be innovative and like what like people want to get into your head like you can even share like random thoughts that you have throughout the day and just like start posting all of that stuff and start sharing like I used to think that a piece of content had to always be the best now it's just like as I'm like walking in nature I'm like huh I just have this random thought and I just post it
0: yeah I agree I I agree and like I think Because I think a lot of people are scared to talk about themselves because it's like, you know, that's selfish. Nobody wants, nobody cares about me. And I don't think that that's true. I think that people care about us and simultaneously care about themselves. So I think that the most Mm -hmm. powerful content is when you share, whether it's something about your journey, whether it's your story, something like that, while simultaneously making it about them in the sense of like, there's a lesson here for you, or there is a, uh, like, homework assignment you could go do or there is a journaling Mm -hmm. exercise you could take you could pull from this or like this is gonna inspire you, right? Like you don't should have Mm -hmm. say that. Like don't be like, I'm about to inspire you or like whatever. But yeah, I do think like one of the biggest things that I've stepped into this year, similar to you, is like all of my content is more like I almost group it all into storytelling. Like I still do a lot of educational stuff just like you said, but I perceive it more as storytelling. Like even yesterday, my post was like how I went from like flatline, sa- like how I went from, yeah, something like flatline sales. Oh no, no, no. It was like what I, the fact I'm not just looking this up, but it was like what I shifted to go from um flatline sales to 30 K in three months or something like that. And then I shared like my mindset and what I dealt with Mm -hmm. and how that was difficult for me and how I finally realized Mm -hmm. these are the things I had to do to make that happen. So instead of just being like how to get to 30 K months, it was like, Mm -hmm. this is my journey to that. And this is what you can learn from that. So it like, exactly. I I do like, of course it's still educational. I think educational content is still important, but I think it's like shifting the way that you share that kind of stuff.
1: Exactly. And then people can see you as human and they can like relate to it and I think they, they remember it more too. Like if yeah. you're like scrolling on social media, like three tips to 30K, you'll read that and keep going versus like feeling all of the emotions, like emotional plus like educational. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because exactly. yeah, it's so great.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can keep talking about this and go on and on and on, but I feel like this is like a good stopping point. Like I feel like we've touched on a lot of different things. Um, before I let you go, let the listeners know where they can find you. And I'll also link everything in the show notes.
1: Of course. So my name's is Laura Neese. You can find me on my website, com, And then my Instagram is where I hang out the most. So it's the Femme, like femme, F-E-M-M-E underscore CEO. The Femme CEO. I love. And um, I will
0: link everything in the show notes. I'll also um link Laura's podcast. If you guys want to check that out. Um, oh, yeah and thank you so much laura for being here
1: thank you this was so fun It's full circle moment yes
0: all righty i hope y'all loved the episode i told you there was some juicy deets in there um, and some great takeaways so i hope you enjoyed it uh this was super fun to record i will leave all the ways to connect with laura in the show notes and info on how to connect with me to learn more about my one-on-one and as always just throwing all the things at you if you enjoyed this podcast this episode it would mean the world to me if you left a review the more reviews the more years we can get into the more lives we can change so with that i hope you all have an amazing week and i'll catch you next week on the issue data podcast